Welcome to FASD Hope, a podcast about fetal alcohol spectrum disorder through the lens of parent advocates with over 18 years of lived experience. FASD Hope provides awareness, information, and inspiration to those people whose lives have been touched by FASD. And I'm the host of FASD Hope, Natalie Vecchione. Welcome to today's episode. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we'll be speaking with a few homeschool moms of children with various special needs. I'm interviewing Valerie of Our Homeschool Castle. Valerie has a family with five kids. They are a blended family, a special needs family, and they have three kids under the age of five. This past year, Valerie started a YouTube channel, website, Instagram, and podcast in hopes to help all those new to homeschooling. She has now moved specifically into helping special needs families navigate homeschooling and helping families combat big feelings by implementing art therapy. And Valerie is sharing her family's journey learning ASL, American Sign Language. Valerie also shares ASL and homeschooling resources on her website. On her podcast, she interviews special needs homeschooling parents. Valerie feels that there is a lack of community and support for special needs families, especially those homeschooling, and she wants others to feel that they are not alone. So I'm happy to be speaking with Valerie today. Valerie heads up Our Homeschool Castle, which is a fun name. I love that. And uh, we are going to be talking about special needs homeschooling. Valerie, welcome to FASD Hope. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on our show. So let's just talk a little bit about your family's journey and what led you to homeschooling. So actually, before I even had kids, about uh, five, eight years, something like that, I was a nanny for a homeschooling family. And I really, I mean, I knew about homeschooling. Everybody knows about homeschooling, but I didn't know that much about it until I was their nanny. And I took them to classes. We went on field trips all the time. And I was like, this is fun. (laughs) I like this. I want to do this. And so when I eventually had my daughter, I just started connecting with groups before she was even old enough to be in school and just connecting with families like through preschool and all that. And then once my daughter started having seizures, then I knew for sure I wanted her to be, you know, at home with me um, the full time. And I wanted to teach her and I knew, you know, all of her triggers and procedures. And I just knew it was the right way. Cause of course, uh, a lot of kids with special needs have their own way of learning. I mean, kids in general, but specifically ones with special needs. So, you know, I knew what she needed. So I decided to homeschool her and just go that route. And then of course we have five kids now. <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm just going to do everybody then <laughs> like that. Cause we know what we're doing. <laughs> and I love hearing about that because there, when we started homeschooling our sons seven years ago, there wasn't a, there was a presence of special needs homeschoolers, but I really think in, especially in the past few years, it's grown and um, it's become more, I want to say mainstream, it's become more, people are more, when you tell them, especially when you have a child that has um, 
special needs, whether it be medical, neurological, developmental, um, when you tell them that you homeschool them, it, 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 a lot of people, you know, I would say before a few years ago, I'd be like, oh, well, they can just get services and things they need in school. But then when you people tell people now, they really, at least for from our end, on our experience, we've had people saying, oh, that's so great that you can teach them like at their own pace, you know? Right. Yeah, and, and that exactly. you can incorporate things like sensory and and right. real life experiences into their learning. So, right. so that's so cool. What so what made you transition from being a homeschool mom to being like a a, a special needs homeschool advocate, podcaster, um, YouTube yeah. channel? What yeah. what made that transition? <laughs> well, um, I do know some people that homeschool their kids. And like you said, like finding out that they are like, oh yeah, my kid has sensory processing disorder. That seems to be pretty much across the board with a, a lot of homeschoolers yeah. that I find out. Yeah. And of course, then that's hard for them to go to public school and have sensory issues. But um, yeah, so I actually, when the pandemic started, <laughs> everybody that knew I homeschooled started asking me, how do you homeschool? <laughs> and I said, okay, there's so many people asking, friends and family, I'm just gonna start a channel. <laughs> I'm sure I can reach them. And then other people that need help too. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that need help. So that is one like reason that I started doing that. And then out of all of these groups, you know, you could go on Facebook and just start talking to people. So many of them had special needs kids. And they knew that they weren't getting services, you know, in school, either the nurses or the therapists couldn't be that close to them or whatever. They were getting sick. They were, um, you know, the kids had to be at home. It, it was just, you know, <laughs> it was not fun <laughs> for anybody. And so there was a whole bunch of new homeschoolers that were special needs homeschoolers. So I was like, okay, well, I can start this podcast pretty simply. Just, you know, you just record it yourself and put it out there. I'm going to start interviewing parents that have been homeschooling their special needs kids for a while. I have a friend who has a daughter on this, who has autism um, and they unschool. And I mean, just telling people different stories because there are a lot of different stories, a lot of different layers of like you said, special needs, but also homeschooling too. So, and then I have a, a friend who was a teacher and decided to homeschool because um, she found one of the students there at the school just wandering the halls. He was autistic and nobody knew where he was. And she's like, I just could not, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. And she has two kids with special needs, um, one with Down syndrome. And um, anyways, so I just was meeting all these people through YouTube and Facebook. And I was just like, I want to tell your story. Do you want to tell your story? <laughs> and let's reach more people and tell them that they're not alone. Because I could just hear, I mean, just reading it, how fearful they were, that they were not doing it right, that they were messing up, that actually I did have one friend who has a kid with Dravet as well tell me, you know, she was just like, I want to do the IEP. I want to do the therapies in school and all this. And then they were not working with her. You know, she was having so many problems that she just decided to take it upon herself to start teaching. And she's like, you know what, Valerie, I love this. <laughs> I was, I'm so surprised at how much I love researching and, and growing with my son and seeing what he can do. And now he can write his name and 
And I was like, you know, it's just that aha moment. And she did. And it was, oh, it just made me feel so good. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm glad that I just kept putting a little thing in her ear about it. That eventually she did like realize this is what I love to do. So anyways, that just makes me feel so good to help people. And that's why I am doing all of it really. <laughs> so many things of what you're saying resonate with uh-huh. me. Um, <laughs> first of all, and you and I both know this being, we, ho- we homeschoolers that had been homeschooling before COVID, we know that COVID homeschooling is not what we did or what we do, right. you know, there's such a difference between our going out to co-ops, our going out to field trips, our going out to classes, things like that. There's so many things that prior to COVID, we as special needs homeschoolers were able to do and being able to go to speech therapy or other, you know, right. other therapies as part of that. So I'm glad you brought that up. And then secondly, there is that a lot of people unschool. Um, what we did with, when, cause our son, when we started homeschooling him, it was in the middle of the school year, we pulled him out. We did a lot of decompression, like de-schooling. Right. So right. that mm-hmm. is something that's important yeah. too, because homeschooling is not school at home. And I think no. that you and I both know that that is something that we want to communicate to people that really homeschooling when you embrace it. I'm, I'm a total learning geek. Like I just love to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love that about homeschooling is that some days I feel like I learned just as much, if not more than my kids, you know? So yeah, it it really is. You embrace, it's a lifestyle, you know, and, and you really embrace the whole, you're learning at your child's pace, at your child's rate. And also not only the stuff that they quote, have to learn quote, but the stuff that they want to learn, you know, our son loved carpentry and coding. So he learned that our daughter loves art and farming. So she's learning, you know, that. Yeah. 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 So that's great. I am. I'm so happy to hear that. And at the end of the podcast, we'll be sharing your information if anybody wants to to hop and and follow (laughs) you. So, um, so you're talking about what people, you know, ask for you. What do you think are the benefits? If people are asking you, how would they benefit from homeschooling their child with special needs? What do you think are some of those benefits? Yeah, exactly. You just said that like bonding with your, with your child, growing with them, um, any child, obviously you're learning with them. You're learning what they like, what they are interested in, where they struggle. Um, that is one of the big benefits for sure. And safety for me, my daughter has epilepsy. Um, she occasionally has drop seizures. I mean, I just saw a friend of ours whose daughter, our daughter, kids with Dravet um, have flight risk. They just run off. <laughs> so you, the aide always has to hold their hand. We have a nurse actually, and she's got to be you know, really close to her. And my friend's daughter ran off. The aide wasn't with her and she fell and has a black eye and a broken arm. And I mean, safety <laughs> is one of the big things for me. And then my stepdaughter, actually, I homeschool her too. She's the same age as my oldest. They're both 10. She went to kindergarten and part of first grade in public school because her other parent wanted that. And they did a lot of shooter drills. And that to me was just heartbreaking. Um, So 
I just didn't want that for her anymore and have to have those conversations with her and have that in her world. I just, I mean, we can learn about that. We know about that. We know it exists, but for a kindergartner, oh, just to have that fearful shooter drill, it just, oh, it breaks my heart. So that's one of the reasons too. Yeah. And that resonates to me too. I mean, like thinking about you know, my five and a half year old daughter that has, you know, childhood absence, epilepsy, like having to learn that, that just, it does. And, and, and how, you know, what we affectionately call regular school has changed so much and COVID has changed it even more. So I I'm happy that we started homeschooling before COVID because we really got to experience homeschooling, you know, for its, its, its fullest benefits, its fullest potential. So what are some ways as a homeschool mom, you feel that we can build on our strengths of our kids that have special needs while we homeschool? Like ways I can build strengths for my daughter in particular. She, um, besides having Gervais, she also has had a prenatal stroke. So she has these word finding issues and for her, what we're whole family is doing and what I am recording on, on YouTube, our journey is learning ASL. And um, when I talk to my daughter and she can um, lose words like popcorn, like one of her favorite foods, she just can't find it. But if we sign it to her, she'll be able to pull it right out. So because of that, we all started learning ASL and um, to help her learn and help her, you know, grow because <laughs> that's the frustrating part when they have like physical things like that that really holds her back and it and it if there's a way that we can help her plus frustrations too obviously if she can't give us a word or talk to us about something um then that builds on frustrations and then we have you know behavioral issues and meltdowns and stuff like that so asl helps us a lot and helps her a lot. And then also she has a talker device too. I don't know if you've ever seen those. And that she just loves to having something that she can control when she's out of control of her own body, something that she can control and talk with that that helps her tremendously. Also just finding those things that she really loves, like certain books that she loves. Um, She's really into doing makeup like makeup artist kind of like movie makeup or like she'll just make her face like really like a crazy clown but it looks really cool (laughs) I'm like wow so we harness things like that we show her videos of kids you know on YouTube making their faces look like different characters and so yeah we just harness what she is good at and then we grow and then we help her in the places where she needs help and that's something that I always share um, when we talk about homeschooling is, is that you support their needs and then you you're like a treasure hunter and you find those gems inside them that are, you know, their strengths, or I like to say their superpowers. And then yeah. you, 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 you know, you build on that. So yeah. I love hearing that. That is so cool. Especially yeah. the makeup part. That's awesome. I know. You and, never know, you know, no. what, their, what their things that they like, like you said, it is a treasure hunt. Mm-hmm. So you do have to watch them and observe and like kind of figure out what they're thinking. Cause sometimes yeah. they can't verbalize it. Yeah. So, yeah. There's also detective work on our part too. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, seriously, we have to like, yeah. you know, figure out, okay, hmm, I, I see this. Is this going to be a strength or is this just going to be a, you know, for this week kind of thing? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. That's great. So um, some, what are some of the favorite activities going on? Um, looking at your, your social profile and everything. I see you, you do a lot of great uh, preschool, homeschool, um, sensory yeah. things, multi-sensory things. What are some of your favorite activities that you incorporate into homeschooling that you like to to share with uh, your followers? Yeah, so we we do a lot of preschool stuff and that's just playing games and um, we have morning baskets, which a lot of people have morning baskets, which can be at any time during the day. Um, and we just fill it with their favorite books and their games and toys, blocks, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and then we incorporate it during the day, especially when I am burnt out. Maybe my brain isn't working. Maybe I haven't had enough coffee, whatever. I'm just like, here's a basket. Let's start learning, you know? <laughs> um, and then we can rotate it like per month based on like for, you know, November and the Thanksgiving time, we did one on Native Americans the whole month, you know, stuff like that. And then we also like to do things like we incorporate all sorts of stuff like physical activities. We also do Rachel and the Tree Schoolers, um, which is ASL and um, it's preschool stuff, but all my kids love it. And then we also um, do game schooling. I mean, we just try to incorporate all sorts of different things, whatever. Sometimes I watch other people and I'm like, okay, I want to try that. And then we try it and it works or it doesn't work. It's just having a rotation of different things to use. Um, there's all sorts of science on YouTube. There's just so many free resources. Um, I try not to get too overwhelmed with them because there are a lot, especially because of COVID. So many free resources online now for schooling. But um, I try to resource, research them a little bit here and there. And then the ones that I feel that are really good, like um, NASA has a good like science program for kids on there that's free. Um, and there's other ones that are like, okay, this doesn't seem like it's so big. We couldn't, we couldn't do it at home or it's too overwhelming. Then I share them with my, with the people on my, um, the followers on my channel and on my website and stuff. Cause I know it's hard to weed through all those <laughs> free resources, but I try to just hone in on the ones that I feel people could use. And that's a nice, um, silver lining from, from the pandemic is that the online resources that are available to our kids really has exponentially grown, especially in the past year. I mean, museums last year, um, I believe it was that the Cincinnati zoo had this awesome, like, you know, every week they would do basically what you would have done on a field trip, you know, meet the animals and the different projects. And, and our daughter loved that. So that is definitely a, a great point that we have more accessibility to online resources now, especially since prior to COVID. So that's awesome. I, I love hearing that. And I'm a big, I love science too. My daughter loves, she loves art and science, um, which is, which is different than, than our son. Um, so it's neat that with every child, you know, you get to learn a new interest, a wow. new area that you can, you can focus on. So um, let's talk about your podcast, your, I want to give you a platform to talk about what you're doing, um, especially for the special needs homeschool community. So share with us what, what our homeschool castle is and just the many things that you're doing. 
so my podcast, I started off just doing resources like that, specifically even for special needs, like maybe like you said, like epilepsy foundation maybe if you didn't know about that there are great groups on even facebook for parents who have special needs kids and even very specific like to your area if they have epilepsy if they have a sensory processing disorder i mean really there is a lot of help out there and it's so great to just talk to people that really get it and know what's going on and really get it because a lot of them are probably transitioning into homeschooling even now after you know doing school maybe for the first half of the year and now they're like okay it didn't work or our, our school closed or whatever it was um, now we're doing it now so I just want to continue to have resources for these people and free ones like where you can even find free things that people might not know about mm -hmm. like your library, our library has people that you can, I called, this is the thing, you have to figure it out. <laughs> I called my library and I was like, I need help finding books for five kids. I have five kids, I need help. And they're like, oh yeah, we have a department for that. So they, I was in contact with this woman who her job is to pull books for you if you just say, my kid loves horses. And then she'll look up horses and my kid loves, you know, manga and she'll look that up and specific like to the, whatever the subject is even. And she puts to together for us a, a box of books. And then I just go pick them up, park and pick up once a month. I mean, you don't know if it's there unless you ask, right? <laughs> so, um, and right now, since the libraries aren't open, they're more willing to do something like that because it gives them something to do. So there's stuff like that that I like to share with people. And then my other thing I like to do on my podcast is to share stories. Because like I said, in you know all the Facebook stuff I've been reading, I mean, that's where I go to find like, what are people asking? What are people needing right now? And that's why I read over and over again. I mean... <laughs> you know, I was used to my, my child doing this, this, and this, and then now that they're home, you know, we're not doing anything, and just telling them that it's okay to de-school, like you said, to get them out of that routine, and that mindset, and just telling people stories, everybody goes through transitions, and like, everybody says, you need to de-school, every single person I've interviewed, so it's just good to hear that over and over, and that, you know, maybe they can connect with these people and hear their stories and say, well, that's kind of like how I feel and just, you know, calm that anxiety because we don't need any more of that. <laughs> We're doing a great job. Moms are doing a great job. Absolutely. And I'm just glad that you're providing reassurance to, to other moms and parents out there, because again, like you and I, we did this because intentionally. We did this because we knew that this was the best choice for our kids to learn. And even though we homeschool our daughter for a different reason than our son, they're both very intentional on purpose. This didn't happen because of COVID. This happened because we knew that this would be the best way. So when you're reassuring the new people out there, you know, it is good to know that what we're sharing is meaningful for them. I think for yeah. me, I don't know about you, but for me personally, a lot of the best homeschooling advice I got were from other parents, not really from these books or, you know, things like that. They were really yeah. from the people that, that walk the walk that we're walking, especially the special needs component that that is huge. Right. And, um, 
I'm glad that there's a growth in special needs homeschooling because it, it just really is. I think people are afraid of it again, because like you said, they either don't know how to do it or they're afraid of, you know, not getting the same quality of services. But when you make that connection with your child and you really learn about your child, then I think that it really becomes a meaningful experience, not only for, for your kid, but I think for me as a parent, I really think that, and and I don't know, have you felt that way? Like you feel a stronger connection with your kids since you've homeschooled? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely do. And I, I know, you know, like my daughter, some days she can't do anything. If she's having like, not necessarily seizure activity, but something in her brain that's happening, she can't really talk or move or do a lot. But then there's days where she's just really full of energy and she wants to do all this fun stuff. And I, you know, have stuff waiting for her for those days and you just go with the flow. And the thing too about homeschooling is that when you feel, this is a big thing for me, when I feel like I am not in control of things, like I'm not in control of her seizures or the way that she is some days, I am in control of what is going on in our home. Like who's the therapist that's seeing her? What time are they seeing her? when are we schooling this and when are we schooling that and just having that control is a big deal for me and it just it causes so much like anxiety not to be in control obviously and that is like a one thing about um my youtube channel in particular i'm not a therapist or anything but i do talk about how we incorporate art to calm our nerves and calm all of the big feelings that besides parents have kids have siblings have super siblings you probably know about super siblings (laughs) they're the siblings of special needs kids and they are definitely unique and we have four of them so all of the big feelings that we're having even with with the pandemic not being able to go places even though we're homeschooling like you said we are always we used to always go out at least twice a week to either the library to co-ops to the zoo or whatever we don't we're not at home. So it's like, everything's just been thrown off track for us as well. So that's what we've been incorporating different styles of art to kind of just get feelings out and calm our nerves. So, yeah. And having a daughter who really art for her is a very therapeutic experience, you know, and she has this amazing art teacher who she's been seeing since before her third birthday, she's going to be six, so almost three years. And, and go to her art teacher, it's a community art center, wonderful um, artmosphere, CACM, putting the plug out for you, Mandy. And um, now she does her classes online because she knows that our daughter is considered vulnerable because of her epilepsy, as you know, as you know, talking, you know, mom to mom. So she does her art classes online. And I have to tell you, it's the most focused she is like those 45 minutes I mean I cannot get that focus and she twice a month it's awesome so being to have something that they can just kind of lose themselves in and and that is very therapeutic for them especially when you know there's things especially with you know like the pandemic we can't go out we can't do that they have they they can still have those things that bring them joy you know, and and that, that I think as a mom for me is, is something very reassuring about homeschooling is we can still pick those moments of joy for our kids to have, you know, and and we can even, we can even help, you know, nurture them and make them happen more. So that's, that's great. 
before I share your information on how people can get in touch with you, I like to end our episodes on what I call a hope takeaway, which are words of hope. And since we're talking about special needs homeschooling in general, and we do have a lot of our audience members um, do, obviously they have children with special needs, FASD or other brain-based diagnoses. And some of them are on the fence. I get emails. Some of them are, are, are they're not quite sure they're no. on the fence. Yeah. Other, others have been homeschooling for a while. What are just some words of hope that you can give about special needs homeschooling? I would say just trust your instincts and don't let fear take over. Uh, you know your kid the best, better than any teachers, but you know, therapists or anything. You know them from day one, you know most of the time. So you know what their needs are. So you are the best person to make these decisions on their schooling too. And don't let fear or anybody, I know some people actually have even been bullied about not, you know, homeschooling their child. Don't let that, I am here to tell you, you can do it. You can absolutely do it and don't have fear about it we all go through this whole transition <laughs> with being able to do it and getting into your schedule and your flow. But if you are on the fence, maybe just try it. There's no, there's nothing that's going to happen. The schools aren't really what they are, you know, what they were last year or the year before. So you have the opportunity right now to try it. So if you're on the fence, just try it. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I would love for people to do. And I would love to inspire them to do that. I love that. I love that. So let's talk about your, um, where people can get in touch with you or see you or watch your wonderful videos. Share away. Yes. So you can find me pretty much everywhere as our homeschool castle on YouTube, Instagram. I have a website, ourhomeschoolcastle.com that has resources and then my podcast as well, which you can find on all the platforms, you know, Google, Apple. Um, I don't even know all of them. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> but yeah, just search our homeschool castle. And I would love for people to come find me over on YouTube because I am trying to uh, build more and more on how to do art together with your family. Um, I might even start like a membership group where people can come and meet with me. We'll do like a class together and stuff like that. But um, yeah, just reach out if you have any questions, if you need support, I am so happy to help you guys. Yeah. That's terrific. And we'll be listing Valerie's information in our program notes for this episode. Valerie of our homeschool castle. Thank you for being on a fasty hope. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to FASD hope with Natalie Vecchione. If you like our show and want more information, check out fasdhope.com or please leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Podbean, iTunes, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Make sure you join us next week and remember to be informed, take care, and always have hope.